quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood. Yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connective parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle and I'm so glad you're here and I'm all alone again. And I'm talking about this idea of what do we do when our child tells us something mean? Like, mommy, I hate you. Or you're the meanest mom in the world. Or everybody else's dad is so nice and you aren't. Do we come to them with this idea of correction? Do we immediately say, I can't let you talk to me like that. I will not stand for it. You're not allowed to speak to me like that. Or do we even go a step further? Do we yell? Do we ground? Do we punish? Do we threaten? What do we do in that moment? Because that moment can be very dysregulating for us. It can throw us completely off and we can it can derail our entire day if we allow it. But let's get these mean things put into perspective. If a child says something mean and unkind, do we believe in our heart of hearts that they mean it? Do we believe that they think we're the meanest mommy ever? I don't believe that that's true. I don't think that they actually think that those words are meaningful. I know they know that those words are hurtful. And in that moment, are they able to process that or are they operating in a place where they're not thinking well? Are they operating in a place where their, you know, reasoning center and their judgment center isn't working anymore? And have they gotten to a really bad place? And if they've gotten to a really really bad place and we can believe that, then we cannot believe that those things are true or that they really think we're mean. So if you can flip your script around them saying mean things, then that's really helpful. When we get stuck in this idea that they're disrespectful, they're unkind, they don't know right from wrong, they're doing this on purpose, a lot of different scenarios and ideas will swirl around in our head because we actually believe that 
because perhaps that's the way we were spoken to as children. And we were told how disrespectful and unkind and, and unruly we were when, and if we said these things and, or we weren't even allowed to utter these things because we would have been completely stamped down. So if we can get away from this idea that our kid is bad and wrong and doing something wrong, then we can hopefully change our response to these mean and unkind things. Now, even if you don't believe that they're doing something unkind, but you are compelled to correct them either with yelling or with a punishment or with shame, is that effective? And does that get our desired result? And what is our desired result? What do we want out of this situation? Our child already said something that's mean, right? So there's no, there's no coming back from that. That's happened. They likely, when they come to, or when they engage their brain again, they likely will feel pretty bad about that. They don't want to be mean. Nobody wants to be mean. Being mean doesn't feel good. And I think that's the other piece is that this, no, no child wants to say these things to anybody especially their parent who they love and adore and, and, and need. So if we can come back from this idea and truly believe that they didn't mean it, do we have to correct them? And does that correction work? If we say, I can't allow you to speak to me like that. What is that phrase actually doing? Is it keeping them from telling you this again? I don't think so. Is it setting a limit? Mm, Not really, because The action already occurred. We can't set the limit after the action occurred. So what is it doing? I think many people believe that it's telling a child that what they did was wrong. Again, do we believe that this child doesn't know that saying these things is wrong? I think they know. I think kids learn morality really young, like 18 to 24 months. And that if a kid says and can say, you're a mean mommy that they know they're not supposed to say that. They don't want to say it. They know it's not right. They know all the things that the phrase, I can't let you talk to me like that, assumes they don't. So what if you just leave that phrase out? If that sounds scary to you, or if that sounds doesn't sound right to you, why? Why can't you leave that phrase out? What is this kicking up for you? Is it kicking up your own childhood hurts? Is it kicking up this idea that, you weren't allowed to be quote unquote disrespectful, speak your mind, say the things you wanted to say to your parents. And you cannot allow your children to do that. And is that a place that you need to work on internally and in journaling and with a listening partner? And is that a place that you need to dig in deeply so that you can loosen that up a bit? And is that why this is so triggering for you? Because when a child says, you're so mean, it shouldn't necessarily drive us to get to see red. And believe me, it drives me to see red. But I know that it's because of my own hurts and because of my own woundedness and because of my own childhood as I go to that place. I've gotten uh, so much better about putting it in perspective. And now, you know, it doesn't really bother me. Occasionally, if you get me on a bad day where I'm not resourced, it will definitely trigger me. But I've worked really hard to create a space in my own head where I really do believe my child doesn't mean it. Want to stop yelling? Take my online on-demand workshop course, The Yelling Cure. This course, formerly known as How to Stop Yelling, is out at a very discounted price of $19.99. 
learn my three-pronged approach to eliminating yelling from your parenting for good. Head to the show notes and click the link and get started today. So can we let go of this? Well, definitely we want to let go of the yelling and let go of the punishments and let go of the shame. But this one phrase that kind of gets to me is this whole idea is like, I can't let you talk to me like that because I do believe in essence, it is shame provoking. It does tell a child you're wrong. You can't talk to me like that. And when they come to, when they feel better and when they're more connected, do they feel even more shame than they already felt because we've added this extra idea that we're judging them? And can we just let the shame of the natural organic shame of them saying and doing the wrong thing set in as opposed to giving them this phrase and telling them this phrase, does that put a wedge between the relationship we share with our kids? Because now they believe that we believe that they're quote unquote bad because they've said something that's disrespectful because we want to love them unconditionally. And does this negate the idea of unconditional love? And can we just let that phrase go? And some people will say, well, it's not a big deal. I just said, I can't let you. But if you hear that over and over and over again, and what I see with parents is that they say it again and again and again and again and again, and it doesn't work, but they keep saying it. So there's just keep cementing this idea. I can't let you do this to me. I can't allow you to hit. I can't allow you to be unkind. And really, I don't know if we need the phrase. I really don't think it's, it's important. And I certainly don't think that it's fruitful to shame or yell at a child or send them to their room or to time out or whatever if they've said something unkind to us. So I think there's a way to just be in the unkindness for a moment. Can you go to empathy? Hmm, you're feeling pretty icky about mommy right now. I understand. Can you go to understanding? Or can you flip the script? And can you go to play? Will play work? Little boys who say that about their mom. Wow, they must need hugs and kisses. Now, will a child allow you to hug and kiss them in that moment? Maybe not. And will they go into a full tantrum? Maybe so. And is that okay? Absolutely. Let them go to the tantrum. They were already on their way, obviously. (laughs) Because saying, I hate you, mommy, or you're mean is... It's an indicator something's not right. So if they're already going that way, then can you go deeply to empathy? I'm right here. I understand you're having a hard time. And can you be with them in their upset? And another idea around this is if your child is saying you're a mean mommy or hate you or whatever, is that an indicator that something is not right? And if something is not right, if we come in with correction or reprimand or timeout or whatever, are we really getting to the thing that's not right? Or are we usurping the whole situation and turning it into being about us and how we're offended? Are we usurping the energy to really fulfill our need to be respected? Or can we dig in instead and stay neutral and say, I understand you're having a hard time. I'm right here. I'm never going to leave you when you're upset. And then just be quietly listening to them rant and rage on. And is that okay? And if in these moments, we aren't getting to the core of their feelings, they aren't telling us, oh, I had a bad day at school. You know, my friend was really unkind to me and I'm upset. Even if they don't get there, 
are we still allowing them a place to have their feelings so they're able to download so that they can feel better? Do they have to explain it to us? Does it have to be explicitly understood what the upset is? Or can we just let the upset be the upset? But if we stick into this whole idea is like, I can't let you disrespect me. Now, this situation is about the parent. When actuality, this is all about the child. What's wrong with them? What's going on with them? Their inability to process their emotions. But we're missing the boat here. When we tell a child, I can't let you speak to me like that, or we shame or reprimand or correct or punish, then we're really missing a huge opportunity to connect. And that huge opportunity connect can either be play or that huge opportunity to connect can also be listening to the big feelings and the big emotions of our child. And that is a place that becomes a beautiful, connective, bonding place if we can get out of our own way and our own ego and our own internal thoughts around what is respect and what isn't. So I hope this is helpful. I hope somebody out there can get some use out of it. Thank you for joining me on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm so glad you're here and part of the community. And if you're looking for more support, please find me on Instagram and Facebook, my private membership and even TikTok. So I'll see you out there in the real world. And thanks for joining me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.